Monday, that means it's time to hear live on the telephone with R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. Those who doubt global warming or climate change feel themselves in no shortage of validation about now as a polar vortex sweeps down from the north to turn our ambient temperatures into negative integers. Just check out the moronic internet chatter generated lately at any newspaper's online letters to the editor section. I wonder whether these folks are simply skeptical about everything or whether they are especially doubtful about data provided by an outfit such as the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, showing that we are now successively, for several years running, each year warmer than the year before. Sometimes I figure many climate change doubters are perhaps too young to remember when overall temperatures were cooler than they are now, when spring ice outs occurred later than they do now, when winter snows were generally heavier than they are now, when winter temperatures were by and large colder than they are now. But then I note that many climate change deniers are older than I am, and I am the Beatles song this year. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm... Everybody knows the number. Sometimes I figure many climate change doubters do not have any children or grandchildren or even great-grandchildren for whom they are concerned about when considering what sort of a planet we as the elder generation are leaving for the up-and-coming hope of the future. But then I see these climate change deniers are tied into multi-generational families, extending far and wide. And failing all those other close and traditional sorts of connections, what about historical pride or elemental posterity? But then I remember that many folks can barely imagine what their own lives might look like five years from now, let alone how a present generation might be seen by a succeeding generation or generations. Is the concept of how inane our general comings and goings today will be seen 50 years from now is such a stretch for the average mentality of the early 21st century. And so, roundabout now, I seek solace each winter in the yearly solstice, that remarkable day when, the, when following the longest night, we begin to experience an increase in the length of our days, and hence our daily amount of light. On Wednesday at 5.44 a.m., the sun will be at its farthest point below the celestial equator, and will start its return journey back to the northern hemisphere. At the solstice, the sun will be in the astrological sign of Capricornus, my sign, another reason I love the solstice so much. Claire Wood, former longtime writer of the monthly column Maine Skies, says, contrary to popular belief, the earth is not at its farthest point from the sun, or at aphelion on this date, meaning the solstice, in fact, our nearest approach, perihelion, occurs on January 4th, and the last aphelion was on July 4th, 2016. That means on my birthday in a couple of weeks, we'll all be closest to the sun. I wonder whether, glo whether the globe will be any warmer then than usual. For more on Omain, happy solstice. 